And I jacked the dude up against the train, right? I'm like, dude, calm the fuck down. I'm embarrassed as fuck. I'm like, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk sense to a crackhead for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, brother, don't you know we the only black folks on this goddamn train? <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, ah, I like that, yeah. <laughs> so my brother is like, man, fuck that, man. My brother is like six foot, man, works out and shit. He's like, man, give him here, man. And my brother knocks, hits him twice. Bow, bow, right? This crackhead took it, though, man. This crackhead took it like a champ, man. It was like fighting a crackhead. It was like fighting the Incredible Hulk on crack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan. Each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme when it comes to the debauchery of drinking. In this, uh, this week we have public transportation. Trains, yeah, specifically. specifically trains. Yeah, specifically trains. Yeah, the best way to get around as a drunk as anyway, mm-hmm. you know. Traveling like a king. In any city that's worth its salt has a good train system, as you would say. You, yeah. you don't respect any train, any city that doesn't have a train system that you can. That people I don't. don't it, it, it tells me everything I need to know about it. It tells me you citizens don't value your time. You would rather be stuck <laughs> in traffic than build a train system. Oh, man. And we have comedian Mark Lavallo who's going to tell a hilarious story about uh, getting in a near fight on a train with a. Uh, Overserved gentleman of whatever products it is, and uh, <laughs> but we have uh, we have plenty of personal stories that we'll get into, of course. When oh it comes yeah, to the GTA. And, uh, Every comic's got like ten. It, it, it's so funny. Like Mark's set that you're gonna hear at mm-hmm. the Blackout Diaries is so great, and it's so anyone who parties in Chicago has an amazing red line story or blue line story just like that. Like yeah. the two tron like if you hang out late at night and you ride the twenty four hour trains, like you yes. are gonna see some shit, you know? Sometimes I was just back in um Chicago recently. I saw you Sean a couple few times. Mm-hmm. Uh did some shows there also in Milwaukee. I'll get to that. Uh and when I when I first get back to Chicago, I fly in the midway usually. Um because of Southwest. You take the orange line. And I get that orange line, and the orange line coming in, it's, you know, it's whatever. It's, it's you know, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm back in Chicago. You know, it, it's like, ah, oh, I expected a little They're more. prepping you for yeah. the city. You know, exactly. it's like you can't accelerate. It's like scuba diving. You can't <laughs> you can't just jump right into the red or blue line right. and see what what's going on there. Exactly. And then you get to Roosevelt, and you make that switch, and you, see, so you, have, and you have to go down this tunnel and cross over to the reds and the blue. You're like, okay, here we are. Now we're yeah. back in te- Now we're back in the city. You're already hearing fights and screamings. And, like, you know, people just. Vi- the smells are oh, totally. Like, the God. orange line smells like they just sanitized it. Right. You know, <laughs> like, I feel safe. It's well lit. You know, then you get down to the red line, the you know, the dungeon, the red line. Exactly. And then you get to that dungeon red line, and you're like, okay, ignore all these. The rules have now changed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you're you're avoiding like because it's funny like the orange line is is a well lit like a uh, established eye contact kind of line. Yeah. Like, hey, what brings you to Chicago? You know, business or pleasure? That's you know? exactly right. And then when you get and then the... you get down to the red line, the blue line, you're just trying to mind your own. Mm-hmm. You know, ignore everyone. That actually happened to me last time. Not the most recent one, but a couple of years ago when I did that. Um, I know I was going to talk about this, but this is also relevant. When I took the orange line in. It was me and then this like it's like uh, <laughs> family. They must have been from you know who knows where they were from, Wisconsin, whatever. But uh, they were tourists, you could tell. And then we go to get in the red line, and everything changes. You know, <laughs> and this guy started smoking a cigarette. This, this guy who's obviously just, I don't know, he's homeless or he lives on the train, whatever. You know. Yeah. And no one says anything. She starts saying things, you know, and she starts screaming yeah. at him, you know, like, oh, boy. you know, exactly. Like, you can't just do that. You can't smoke. You know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he's and he's like yelling back at her, you know, like what? You know, and um, and, uh, <laughs> and he's like, yelling, yeah, fuck you. I can do, you don't know. And like she, she just yeah. thought, she assumed all the train was just going to be on her side, you know, <laughs> like in this <laughs> battle. <laughs> And we were like, we weren't really picking sides yet, but we know, I mean, both sides were right. One, yeah, obviously you can't smoke in on a train or anywhere in public mm-hmm. now, indoors. But but also, in his defense, you don't yell at people on a train in general <laughs> that you don't know. You do not, you do yeah. not uh, try to embrace confrontation with someone who might be crazy. He's obviously crazy. <laughs> so you don't yell at that person and look for her and look for her a reasonable response so and sorry lady but uh you know he's kind of in the right here you know like we've been yeah. through this before <laughs> that's hilarious yeah yeah they don't know that uh that etiquette right um, they don't know that you, listen, you, listen ma'am you're new to the city but yeah that's not a thing we do we don't uh call yeah. <laughs> we don't call people out who could uh stop violence themselves or anywhere else and you just you we just let things go at the end of the day, ma'am, it's just going to lead to a train delay. You know, <laughs> like when he does whatever he's going to do, right. and none of us know what he's going to do, yeah. but we know it's going to delay the train. All right, we're like that's all we know, and so please don't do this. Yeah, um, you had you had a lot of trains last week because you had the, a lot of the train, the orange line. You trained up to Milwaukee. You did a bunch of shows. What was it uh, before yes. we get into Mark's story? What was it like? Sure. Well, that's that's a much different train. Speaking of trains, yeah. there's the CTA City trains, the subways in New York mm-hmm. and Chicago. Where anything goes, you know, where you'll you'll see anything. To the I think maybe the best transportation in the country, uh, the best ride at least is that is that Amtrak train from Chicago to Milwaukee. Yeah, that's nice. Hour and a half, you could stretch out, do whatever you want. Yeah. They don't care. Like I said, you can <laughs> you know put anything in your luggage, a dead body, whatever. Yeah. They're, they're just happy. <laughs> they're just happier there, you know, and uh, they. <laughs> They barely check your. They check your tickets like an hour into the ride. You know, some guy. Will yeah, come I by. always wonder like what happens if you don't have it. You know. <laughs> yeah, he just comes. Like, some guy that comes up. They're to like, him. hey, we're just happy that you know what all those cars passing us. They thought we had one more customer. You know, we're looking pretty <laughs> successful. So thank you for your time, stowaway. Right. You know? <laughs> one time I was like, like we came, it, was like, it was like an hour into the ride. I'm like, I don't, I don't get my ticket. I'm like, I was, I was hours ago. Who knows where that could be at that point? You know, I just handed him like some receipt in my pocket. I'm like, here you go. And he's like, this isn't a ticket. I'm like, I know. Well, you know, what are you, what are you, you going to do? And he's like, well, I got nothing, I guess. You know, we can't we can't go backwards. I mean, welcome to Milwaukee, I guess. And here's a certificate for another ride. I love it. And um, so, uh, but our good friend, uh, 
Nolan, of course, the yes. owner of Galway Bay, the official bar or unofficial bar of the Blackout Diaries. Best bar in Chicago. We had a long week with him. Uh, I had a long week with him in Chicago. I st- he mm-hmm. let me stay, so shout out to him. He stayed at his place. And uh, it's always chaotic staying at his place. I tried recording it. I, tried, I forgot to even tell you this. I brought my microphone and I recorded an episode of my other uh, podcast, The Bottom Line Bob's out there. And he, he, he like walked in in the middle naked. Didn't even realize. It was just like walked in <laughs> completely naked. <laughs> it comes through. And the camera, oh, I'm sorry. Were you, were you doing something? Even if I wasn't doing something. Right now, no. <laughs> well, what, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> Were you doing something? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm just, What's up? Yeah, then he gets at me. I'm just looking for my keys. You cunt. Like, <laughs> you know, he gets angry at you for no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> for calling him out for whatever absurd <laughs> thing is, you know. And, um, and you know, he had a bunch of cousins there. He's always got Irish cousins, different dogs. Yeah. He's looking after a dog that someone just dropped yes. off for like a month. You know, it's like a little pocket of Ireland in there. It's very chaotic. <laughs> but, you know, it's, very, it's above a bar, of course. So it's, you know, you have that going on. And uh, so, it was, so it was a fun time. And he had a, he had, he had a good time because he, of course, blames me um, for him drinking again. Before he wasn't drinking, just light beers, he said. Sober, which was Chicago sober. He said, it's yeah. just the light beers. And then once I got... You show up. Yeah. You've been sober for over two years. Yeah, about to be three. And he goes... About to be three. Yeah. And he blames you and your sobriety. He calls me a bad influence the entire a... time. Just for not for not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, which I get. He's going to have to look at you not drinking. You're a bad influence on me. So he gets after it. And then, um, so we had a great time. Finally thought I was going. I take that Thursday train to Milwaukee because I got a uh, weekend of shows up at the Improv. And then he goes, yeah, you and TJ are doing it. Oh, okay. You know, I'm like, I'm like, come up. I like I like Milwaukee. I can see him talking to himself into Milwaukee. I'm like, oh, boy, you know. <laughs> well, it's kind of, you know, like I'm trying to destroy it. It's in Brookfield. It's a suburb. You wouldn't like it, you know. It's not really in the city. <laughs> and, and, if you, and once you start telling him things that he can't do, that, that you've said it. Now he's angry. Oh, well, fuck yeah. you. I want to do it. Just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it you. <laughs> So I left just thinking, like, well, he's not going to be able to find himself on a train there, you know. To, to, I'm just, yeah. I'm, Even if he gets to Milwaukee, how is he going to get out to this suburb? Exactly. That was my that was my only hope. I, but I was wrong. He was determined. <laughs> he uh, he made it up to Milwaukee. No, Nolan, uh, just real quickly for any of our listeners who probably have never met Nolan. Nolan is uh, uh, enters. Like a, uh, it's kind of like a trained bear when he enters. Mm-hmm. He's like about six foot five. He's huge, and you're like, okay, you know, I think, I don't think he's gonna kill everyone in this room, <laughs> you know. But All right, he he has that capability, and there's a little bit of a yeah, a sure. weird mischievous twinkle in his eye. It is. He is a he is like a. I was gonna say he's like a zoo animal, and not a zoo animal on the street, but like a circus animal almost. Where he yeah, he could kill his trainer at any time if he wanted to, yeah. <laughs> you know. And he might go into the crowd if if if, if someone looks at him the wrong way and it's something sets him off. There's yeah. been a couple times where like I've had a sick kid and it's been like me and somebody who doesn't know Nolan so well and mm-hmm. Nolan and I'm like, oh, sorry, boys, just got the call from my wife. I gotta go. Yeah. And when I go, they give me this look. Like, like I have just abandoned them with a wild animal, and they're like, "Is he gonna kill me? Like, what's gonna happen?" 
So yeah, so he, so all of a sudden, I it was, uh, I think it was Friday night. He came up because I did a show Thursday, and then we had two Friday, and then mid first show, he posts on Facebook a selfie of him on the train going going to go, Milwaukee. Fuck it, why not? With a hat that says "Show me your butthole" on it. And I and I after my set on the first show, I got like fifty text messages saying, "Watch out!" <laughs> like good luck <laughs> with screenshots of that. It's <laughs> I think he's coming your way, and uh, that's exactly happened. I got some texts, whatever. He found out where it was, and um, just his train ride. He's first. He's I knew someone was up during the day. He's just asking me general questions about the train. You know, does it have a pisser? What's the you know the alcohol <laughs> policy? How do I get involved? Because Uber wouldn't let him just he would just go right to the place, you know. And uh, I was like, yes, yes, you can know whatever. Apparently, and of course, you know he's the kind of guy who just finds finds someone that's going to look to him. There's a guy from Cary, Ireland, as one of the train conductors who he befriends, of course. Of course. You know, yeah. So he doesn't charge him for a ticket. He, I got Noel. He's getting off on the wrong stops, and this guy's literally grabbing him by the back. And like, no, laddie, you don't want to go here. Just like steer. Oh, okay. You know, just fucking like because this is an animal out there. <laughs> So then he's coming to the show, and I gave him a text. I go, hey, all right, relax. Just behave yourself, though. You know, this is a club here, kind of working. It's not like a normal bar show in Chicago, that we just yep. went, which we just went through a week of. I'm just, yeah, nothing too pushy, you know. And I, mm-hmm. that, of course, angers him a little bit. I'm, I'm, yeah. dead, I'm dead sober. Well, don't you worry. You relax. I am like, I'm, I'm sure you're dead sober. <laughs> he shows up to the club. Shows up to the club in shorts. He almost went right to the green room. He somehow said he was me or something. He said he was with me. They thought he was me, you know. And they, like said he was my manager or something. They ran him in, and I see him back there. And all he packed for a weekend in Milwaukee on the train was a cooler, <laughs> a little mini cooler with a sleeve that it had five Corotas in it. He had some Xanax and a, and another baseball hat when he doesn't want to be an asshole because he was wearing a, that. Show me your butthole hat. And he also had a bull's hat also in the cooler for when he wanted to switch it in case we went somewhere nice, I guess. <laughs> Cut to him. He was fine. The show was fine. The show was great. He was happy. And then all of a sudden, the switch hit, uh, <laughs> you know, where uh, <laughs> where he wasn't as uh, Chicago sober. Um He's back in the kitchen. It's just me, him, and TJ, and his manager, uh, this lovely, lovely woman, uh, Clara, who, um, and we're drinking there, all, drinking or no, I wasn't. I'm just watching these guys drink, and TJ's all of a sudden trying to match him because, you know, he just brings that energy, you know. Yeah. He's, and he's just, and he's just everywhere. He's roaming around. We get in a green room. We make sure we just put him in the cooler. In the kitchen, like the common, like just like, all right, he can't hurt too much stuff. We sealed him in the cooler. It's like thirty degrees. <laughs> he's just drinking beers, and then he's eating all the garnishes. He's eating a raw cucumber, <laughs> which is like, which is set up for the drinks for tomorrow, you know, for the next day. And he's <laughs> and he's eating. And then he wants to put it back. Well, we'll eat the whole fucking thing at this point. And then TJ's like rub, rubbing his face with a uh, with a dish rag, you know, that they was just using to clean up one of his spills, whatever. So he's he's just as mad. Man, he's going around. He's a zoo animal. And he's just like, "What happened? How did he get here?" I'm like, "There's no, there was no stopping him. He was here. But happy to see him and all that." But you know what I mean? But, like, but he's a lot, you know. And all of a sudden, well, I guess we're all doing a tornado. And then the next day, people couldn't believe that the one manager was hanging out with us. Like, what? She was partying? She never parties. Like, yeah, well, it was just Nolan. You know, he came up and he made he forced it to happen. So he, of course, has nowhere to stay. 
because it's in Brookfield. He thought he was it was in Milwaukee, even though I tried to tell him. There was no rooms. He thought he could just, uh, <laughs> you know, get a room like a weary traveler in the night until <laughs> 3 a.m. I let him sleep in my bed, which is fine. And then, uh, <laughs> I mean, fine, I didn't get any sleep, but he would, he would just keep waking. He, he, kept, he kept, like, saying, like, wait a minute, I'm not. I'm not in Chicago, am I? He was like this drunk Dorothy. Like, I, I can't get home. Uber's saying it's going to be $400. I'm not in Chicago. No. Uber's saying it's going to be $400. Yeah. I'm like, you, you took a train to Milwaukee. I was like, I'm in Milwaukee. How the fuck you let me get here? He's yelling at me. You know, <laughs> how I got in Wisconsin. He kept saying, what days? And then... So then we wake up the next day. He wakes up the next day. I'm like, all right. He, the whole time he's talking about how he wants to get home. Now he's threatening to stay on Saturday because he bought a bottle of wine from the club. Took some Xanax, woke up with that. And he's like, now he's ready to do Milwaukee right this time. <laughs> he goes to a dive bar, and I'm like, you cannot come to these shows tonight. That was it. Last night, that was it. You got your fill. You're not coming back. Fuck you. I'll go to my one. I'll buy a fucking ticket, you know. So I had literally had to I had to walk him onto a train like he was a child in a piece like I had to, I have to watch you go on this train I went downtown or it's like when the sheriff is like you're you're leaving this town yeah, you know exactly <laughs> you know right. I'm gonna watch you board that that train <laughs> fella yeah and uh, he he finally did and, and, but the, the stuff he got away with is just amazing and it's just because it's. Uh, just because he's old Noli, and that's what the Irish do. And um, he got back on a train. He loved it, and, and then he went back to love it. <laughs> he would talk in his sleep, and he'd wake up. Every time he he, still, he couldn't believe he was in Wisconsin like eight different times. But he'd talk to himself. He goes, oh, that's why I said, never leave, Chica- never leave your town. Chicago's got everything you need for old Noli. Like talking in a third person. <laughs> I mean, saying uh, Uber says it's going to be four hundred dollars right. is such a hilarious distancing mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> like you're claiming, I know. This must be it. I'm not in the right town. <laughs> oh man, he's the best. Absolutely, the yeah. Best. He came through. And I still a shout out to him, but uh, he gave me a, a tracksuit that he had back in Chicago. You were, uh, you of course were in Chicago. You would get him out, and get him going, and we had a great night with him. We put him on stage and stand up, then carry. Then you, then you, you, you were the king of just letting him. Okay, I gotta go see the kids, and then you would push him <laughs> off on the push him off on the others. You did that twice in Chicago. <laughs> That's my move. I and, mean, I you know I gotta clock out eventually. Yeah, and one was to my show, which was unbelievable. I did a comedian you should know. Shout out to Danny Callis, all those guys. Okay, here you go, and you just talk, and you pause a bit there, and like you and you padlock the doors, and I'm heading back to Oak Park. <laughs> well, it worked out. It did work out, and it was, and thanks to that great, beautiful train system that goes right directly from. Chicago to uh, <laughs> Milwaukee. It yeah. all comes. It all and comes speaking back to of the both, train. Uh, speaking of both trains and comedians, you should know uh, Mark Lavelle, who is one of the co-producers yes. of Heck comedians. You should know. Way to bring that around. <laughs> you want an intro or his story, or you want me to? No, do you're already in there. So what we're going to do is we're going to hear a hilarious story uh, about a night where Mark Lavelle and his brother had one too many, came home on the red line. So, without further ado, Mark Lavelle. Oh, Give it up for Sean one more time, y'all. Give it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which, all right, what story would y'all like to hear? 
I'll give you guys the option. I got two stories. The first one is uh, when I got into a high-speed chase with the cops, or uh, when I got into a fight with a crackhead on the red line. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a test for y'all, and I'm glad y'all passed. <laughs> we want to see how the cops chased your black ass. <laughs> Thank y'all. Appreciate that, my crackhead family. I appreciate that. <laughs> so my brother and I, man, we're at Lollapalooza. I'll make this quick, y'all. We're at Lollapalooza, man. We're, ha we're hanging out. We're getting fucked up, right? At Lollapalooza, if you've ever gone to Lollapalooza, they let you bring two liters of water right? They let you bring two liters of water and that's it, right? We decided, fuck that, we're gonna fill these two liters of water with straight up vodka, right? <laughs> now in hindsight, all we probably needed was one liter. <laughs> but fuck it, right? <laughs> so we're getting trashed, man. We're at the party, man. We're having a great time, man. It was the first time I ever seen this band called Passion Pit. I didn't know, yeah, yeah. This dude's got a great voice. This dude's got such a great voice. I had never seen him before. I was in the back of the B stage. I thought it was a female singing the whole goddamn time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> was the killers closed out? It was a great fucking night, right? So we leave there. We decide, man, we, we, we fucked up, but we're like, man, we're having a good time. I hadn't seen my brother in a while, so I was like, yo, man, let's go out, man. Let's go. I know a, a bar a couple uh, streets down. Let's, let's hop on the red line. It's only like four stops from here. He's like, all right, dope. So we get on the red line, we get on the red line, and there's this crackhead that comes on the red line, right? And he is walking back and forth, super aggressive, just looking hard at everybody. And he's got his hand behind his back, right? And he's obviously fucked up, right? And I, but I'm like, God damn, man, like, is this dude about to fucking pull a gun out? But then I thought about it, and I looked in his eyes, and I realized he was a crackhead, right? I realized he's high as fuck, and everybody knows that crackheads don't carry guns. <laughs> Why? Because if you're a true crackhead, you're gonna sell that gun for more crack, right? So I'm relaxed now, right? <laughs> I'm relaxed. But for some reason, this dude walks up to me and my brother, right? I don't know if it was because we were the only other brothers on the train or what, but he walks up to us and is just like, yeah, yeah. And my brother, I'm like, yo, um, can we help you, sir? <laughs> He's like, yeah! <laughs> so we're like, oh shit, we're gonna have to get up and fucking <laughs> do what I gotta, right? And there's other people on that side of the train, right? So now we're like literally escorting other people on the other side of the train, like, yeah, it's about to be some nigga shit. Y'all going over here, it's about to be, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. We ain't even come out for this type of shit, but yeah, we go. <laughs> So we clear out the train, right? Dude is still like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just getting louder and louder. One word guy, right? <laughs> and I jacked the dude up against the train, right? I'm like, dude, calm the fuck down. I'm embarrassed as fuck. I'm like, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk sense to a crackhead for some reason. <laughs> I'm like, brother, don't you know we the only black folks on this goddamn train? <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, ah, I like that, yeah. <laughs> so my brother is like, man, fuck that, man. My brother is like six foot, man, works out and shit. He's like, man, give him here, man. And my brother knocks, hits him twice. Bow, bow, right? This crackhead took it, though, man. 
This crackhead took it like a champ, man. It was like fighting a crackhead. It was like fighting the Incredible Hulk on crack. You know what I'm saying? This brother was just like, ah, yeah. Ah, I like that. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Finally, we pushed the dude off the trade at the next stop, man. Everybody's clapping and shit like we heroes and some shit. It was crazy, man. <laughs> it was like getting into a fight with MLK and Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, man, this is another black man, man. He's a young brother, man. We need to turn other cheek, you know what I'm saying, to help this brother out. And my brother was like, by any means necessary, <laughs> we're going to get this motherfucker off the train, goddammit. All right, guys, that's my story. Thanks, man. All right, we're back in the Blackout Diaries. That was hilarious. Mark Lavelle, the king of Savannah, with an amazing <laughs> story of creating peace and war on the red on the red line with a crackhead. And now we have Mark with us in the studio. Mark, thank you for joining us and for the great doing a great set on the Blackout Diaries. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you uh, guys for having me on. And it was. Uh, I mean, that's such a great joke. story. What, what's it like to go home after that? I mean, because you're. To those other people on the train, you're probably a hero. So, like, is there, like, any kind of, like, high after you, you leave? Are you, or are you more like, man, <laughs> I got to deal with this fucking shit on our, like, what's uh, what's your mood yeah. after this? Well, the thing was, like, we had, we were two liters of vodka in at this point. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, at that point, you're just trying to move to the next thing. It's like, all right, that, sh that shit just happened. Like, my, my brother and I have been in all kinds of crazy uh <laughs> weird situations before that was probably the, the craziest but uh yeah like once we got out the train the actually actually they stopped the train because uh the conductor realized there was some type of commotion going on on yeah. one of the cars in the back so the conductor comes back and is like uh what's going on real and my brother and i like explained everything to her We're like oh, i was just a crackhead we got him off he ran off you know it's all good and she was like, all right, um, just just for safekeeping, I'm going to bring you guys up to the front with me. So we ran. <laughs> and we only were like two more stops for a stop. And we rode right. like the next two stops in the front with the conductor. <laughs> well, just in case they needed you to do any uh, traffic control like they did, like you did in right. the uh, back cars. You know? I, I like that part when you're warning everyone. Okay, things are about to go down. We're going to need to move you guys forward. Yeah, full of Lollapalooza yeah. fucking train ride, too. <laughs> yes. So that was Everybody, very crazy. like, so. on that side of the train, uh, we knew, like, there was no, there, that we were going to have to, like, get into an altercation with this dude. Right. To, so, like, we stand up, and the guy, I got to give the crackhead uh, uh, his props. He gave us, he gave everyone an opportunity to, uh, <laughs> to evacuate and get to the other side before the shit popped off and uh we helped everybody to the side. <laughs> and then we we're just like all right dude so what 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 the hell now man what do you want to do now bro <laughs> and he's just like yeah yeah we <laughs> like, gotta deal with this dude <laughs> I know. Well, I think that was the mistake. Why the situation did have to deal with it because not the mistake, but like since everyone was emptied out, you know, there was no social pressures for it to stop. 
or for it to start. And now, now you're just dealing with his his crazy mind, you know, whatever yeah. the hell he's on. He's like, well, I'm finishing this, you know. All right, well, you know, like it's, <laughs> I remember yeah. being on a train one time, and there was like two guys about to go at it, and like uh, they really didn't want to because it was packed, you know what I mean? And they were, but they're like screaming at each other back, and, and the one guy like they're they're running out of lines to say to each other. And one guy said, this is true, it was one of the funniest I've heard, he goes, respect my gangster. He yelled that. And then the whole train, <laughs> the whole train started dying laughing. <laughs> it is like, it is like, oh, man. And so they, then they became friends and sat down like, oh, man, did I really say that? Yeah, you did. I know. I was going to fight you. I, I was going to throw shit at you, whatever it was, you know. <laughs> and so like, that kind of used it to calm down. But uh, I just an amazing story. I do love the two liters of vodka too. That's such a Chicago music festival. Wait, did you wait? How much water can we let? Like they're maximum. They are right. you alive. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, you're I switching mean, it we, over to. That was the last thing we were thinking about. And what we did was we went up because they search whatever you're bringing in, and uh-huh. so we. But there's nothing but teenagers at the at the door, right? Right. So because like. The bottle, we didn't even really conceal the bottle water that great. Like, we emptied the water <laughs> out, poured, poured vodka in. But you could kind of tell that we had <laughs> opened the bottles of water because it was supposed there to was... be, like, the, you could bring two <laughs> yeah. bottles of water, but they have to be closed. They have to be concealed. And right. we closed it as best as we could. So we were just like, all right, somebody's going to somebody's gonna tell that we opened these bottles of water. So there's, let's find a guy <laughs> just, that just doesn't give a damn about his job <laughs> and go up to him. It's like this 15-year-old who's yeah. not really paying attention to anything, barely even looks at the two bottles we bring in, and we go right in and got hammered drunk. <laughs> That's yeah. a great tragedy. You had you had olives you had olives floating in your bottles of water. Like, Wait yeah, yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's worms at the bottom and all now, Mark, you're originally from Georgia, right? You went to University of Georgia, right? I uh, went to Savannah, Georgia. So I'm Savannah? originally from. Oh, okay. Georgia, and I went. I to, was just uh, explaining to Sean Savannah. To Savannah, Georgia is nuts for people that don't know. It's like yeah, that's a party yeah, town. So yeah, to it's a, a huge party town. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I went to a HBCU, uh, Savannah State University. Oh which, yeah, uh, Savannah State. Same, same, uh, same alma mater as uh, Shannon Sharp. Um, but yeah, Georgia is a, a Savannah is a insanely crazy town. It's a fun town, man. Uh, it's really like our downtown is just three blocks of debauchery, and uh-huh. you mm-hmm. just go around, uh, get drunk. Um, the clubs, like the bars and stuff, close a little bit earlier there than here in Chicago, but you can drink on the street. So yes. <laughs> Nobody, that's, what I do yeah. remember. that's what I remember about it. There's the open, yeah. very open container, and they, uh, yeah. and they really yeah. it's, encourage it, it it's, too. It's like, what are you doing? Like Why are you staying here with for... the get, get, yeah, get out of here? They give you those like long fucking drinks, you know. And yeah. they are they are about fun. The Savannah bananas. And, oh yeah, it's like streaming for drinkers. Basically, it's like n- <laughs> no commercial. <laughs> Just take your drink to the next bar and keep it going. Yes. <laughs> It is hilarious. The uh, Savannah Savannah State Tigers, right? Is that who you guys were? Yeah, Savannah State Tigers, man. I uh, I was what my uh, uncle called uh, a career student. Uh, okay. <laughs> seven <laughs> years. <laughs> I was probably like, I got to get the hell out of here. What am I doing? Here? Well, I, well, sorry, Uncle. It's too fun. Yeah. Down there. <laughs> it's not my fault. Savannah Savannah's entire economic policy is fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then what brought you up to Chicago? What's that? What brought you up to Chicago? Was it to perform stand-up? Uh, actually, so I was a theater major, uh, or theater minor. Hmm. Uh, okay. And um, I had done acting from like high school on to college, throughout college. So uh, I had some family up here, like cousin of mine that lived in Chicago at the time. And he was like, hey, you should come up. Uh, he was my cousin-in-law, my, my cousin's uh, husband, who was in the real estate at the time. And he was like, hey, you should come up here, you know, at least like see it for a summer. You might love it. And I was ready to go. Savannah's a small town. So I was kind of ready to do something different. And um, I knew there was a lot of good theaters and stuff like that up in, in, in Chicago. So I came up and he was supposed to like try to help me find a gig like in real estate and stuff like that, too, while I was up here. But then the, the market, this was around 07, 08 when the market crashed. Mm -hmm. So then he ended up here. But as I was like doing theater and stuff like that, I just kind of stumbled into uh, into stand up. Um, Ed Towns, one of the producers on you guys show. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. He and I have been best friends for years. I was the best man at his wedding. And um, I knew he, I knew Ed like three years before I even got even thought about doing stand up. And, stumbling uh, in stumbling into stand up is out yeah. the uh, catchphrase for blackout tires as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I I had you know, I I met you at the comedy bar, so I knew you were from Georgia yeah. uh, when we first met. But when I hear your stories at the Blackout Diaries, I feel like you're somebody who's lived in Chicago for decades. Cause like your <laughs> stories are so wild and so Chicago. Although maybe they're not all in Chicago. Like that that one story you tell about the police chase, if you don't mind telling that right now, is that a Chicago story? That's also a Chicago story. Yeah, that was the story that I was going to tell, but the audience. Yeah. Yeah. In the record, in the recording, you gave the audience the option. Right. I gave them the option. <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a litmus test. As you yeah. said. They, <laughs> they passed. They passed. They passed. Yeah, they passed. Well, we well we failed. I did notice the ones that said cops though. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say we but, uh, failed. So I want to hear that cop chase story. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so basically, uh, me myself and like two of my friends, uh, we went out that night. We. We did some day drinking, uh, and it's all it's always starts with like yeah. a concert. Lollapalooza, this was Ravinia, uh -huh. and we went to go see uh I forget the artist's name. Um it was an R and B singer. Uh I forget, but it's not that important. Uh but anyway, we go out there and we're drinking from like five in the afternoon on. We come back to the city, we're ready to keep it going. So we go to this like late night bar, this four AM bar. Uh and one of my friends, it was a guy and a girl, the girl gets wasted and we could tell that she could not, like she starts to like fall asleep at the bar. And so we're like, all right, it's time to go. It's like 2.30 in the morning. We uh, we pull up to this gas station and she's fighting me the whole time. Like I'm, I'm not so, none of us are sober, but somehow I'm the least drunk. You know, you ever been in that situation where it's just like, yeah, right. I'm the least yeah. drunk and my house is the closest. So I guess I'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> my process of elimination right yeah. so i i was trying but she was like relentless she would not allow me to drive and when we stopped at the gas station i literally like jumped in the front seat while she, while uh she was pumping gas right i jump in the front seat and she's like no i want to drive like let me drive so i'm like all right all right 
I'm like, I'm not going to fight you in front of this gas station, right? And I'm like, I'm four blocks. I'm four blocks. <laughs> I'm four blocks. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? You can, you can see the goal line. You can yeah. see it. Yeah, you I know. Just, yes. <laughs> we get in the car, and literally the first light we get to is a red light, and she runs it. And there's a cop behind us. And my, my buddy who's in the back seat, uh, he's asleep, so he doesn't see this. I see this, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, pull over. I'm like, I'm, I'm just gonna leave the names out. I'll just make up a name. I'm like, yeah. Susan, pull over. I should just say Karen. But I was like, Susan, <laughs> Susan, pull <over." laughs> Susan, pull over. And she's just like, no. <laughs> oh, <boy. Screw> <laughs> and yeah. pumps on the gas. <laughs> okay. So, so the cops immediately start chasing us, right? We're yeah. going down uh, uh, North Ave. Right, we're going down North Ave to like Milwaukee. And I don't know if you guys remember, there used to be that Pizza Hut there, uh, like right off of the yeah. corner of Chicago and Western. So mm. <laughs> we're driving, but before we even get that far, there's more and more cops coming by. It's like there's like only two cops behind us at first. Every time I look behind me, there's like it it duplicates, right? <laughs> so now before I go, there's eight cops chasing us. She's trying to like escape. She's trying to like <laughs> we're in a hybrid, by the way. This car only goes like 60 miles per hour. What are you you watch it too? Chase is that we're basically in a low speed chase with the law, is right. what we're doing. <laughs> we're knocking over trash cans and stuff through alleys yeah. or whatever. More cops are showing up. And they finally surround us in this in this a Pizza Hut parking lot, and they yeah. think they got somebody, man. Like we, like yeah. I look up, and it's blue lights everywhere. By the way, my 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 friend in the back was also a police officer, so he was like, "Just stop, and I'll talk to them." And she's just like, "No, screw that, I'm out of here, right?" So anyway, we the guy the guy in the back seat sleeping like was a cop. <laughs> Yes, yes. All she had to do was pull over, and he would have chosen the badge, talked to him right. real quick. That's, that's better than an FOP that's sticker. That's better than, than a donor yeah. sticker, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have the magic key. Like, use it, please. Like, yes. So, yeah, we got pulled over. Uh, my, my buddy got me out, but she didn't have – apparently, Susan didn't have her ID. So uh – -huh. She, uh, they ended up having to take her to jail, uh, for like two weeks. <laughs> By the way, we all work together. <laughs> so people, and people knew that the three of us hung out. So people are asking us like for two straight weeks, like what happened to Susan? Where is she? Yeah. Where is she? Like, right, I don't know. I, we, uh, we didn't go. I <laughs> She, and I bet, I mean, I bet she went to jail not for not having an ID on her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for causing, 12, for causing 12 cop cars to pull up at a Pizza Hut parking yeah. lot, probably. The worst, though, Guns was her, the worst was her, her uh, fiance at the time mm -hmm. uh, was calling me like every day asking where she was. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Susan and my buddy were hooking up at the time. But he didn't know this. So, oh, I see. Yeah. Now it's so it was little, a whole. Now thing, things man. are starting to come together a little yeah. bit more here. I see. <laughs> and the text messages just kept like the text messages started kind of soft and then got more and more mm -hmm. aggressive and then got softer. We're just like, yeah. 
I'm looking for Susan. If you could please call me back. And it was just like, after about a week, it's like, yo, I know she's with you. I know y'all are sleeping around. Like, you better call me. I'm, like, right. I'm not the one looking up. Yeah. She's in jail, but I can't tell her to do this, right? <laughs> by, the, by the second week, it's like, hey, man, listen, I messed up too in our relationship. You know what I'm saying? I just want to know. I just want to know she's all right. Like, please call me back. <laughs> like, dude. Oh man, it sounds like being married to her would be a wild ride. Oh my god! Well, so much. Well, yeah, so much that the cop let her stay in jail for two weeks that she was yeah. sleeping with. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? We better just let this chill out for a little bit. We can't let everyone know we're in cahoots. You know what I mean, Susan? Well, that was the other thing that was that was pissing me off about her fiance. I'm like, I've hung out with with her long enough to know she's a little crazy. Like, you called everybody. This guy was calling me, her mom, right. like her job, her other jobs that she had formerly worked at and previously worked at. I'm like, all this time, you didn't think to call prison? You know what I mean? To call <laughs> jail? Like, how crazy your girl is, dog. Hospitals in prison. Right. It's the first place you call. At the very right. least, if at the very least, turn on the news. You might see a car chase going on. You recognize, you recognize that hybrid? There she is. <laughs> oh, man. That is wild. Oh. Um... Every guy's got that friend, though. Like, every guy's got that. I was going to say, every guy's got that friend, though. Every guy's got that friend where if your friend goes missing for more than a couple weeks, you know he's probably locked up if he's not dead. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Common sense. Uh, Mark, thank you so much uh, for joining us. What are some ways before you leave that our listeners can follow more of your careers? I know you're a co-producer at Community Chanel. You can talk about that in any other ways. Great you show, maybe one of the greatest shows in Chicago. By the way, I just did it last Wednesday. The best stand-up. Uh, thanks, show man. Yeah, show. yeah. Uh, you had a great set too, man. I, I oh, spent that you. night, CJ. Um, uh, yes, uh, comedians, you should know it's Timothy Tools every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We have uh, we always bring on great comics like you two. Uh, as well as uh, the best comics in Chicago, basically. Uh, so I produce that show. I'm usually up at least uh, uh, once or twice a month uh, there, either hosting or doing a set. Um, and then you can catch me all over the city. Uh, and then I'll also host a, a mic uh, at the uh, Reggie's uh, Rock Club every Saturday yes. night at midnight. Yeah. Love Reggie's. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I didn't realize that was every Saturday. I'll have to stop by. I, yeah, Reggie's is great. Yeah. What floor yeah, are you on? Because that's like a that's like a four story bar. Are you guys, yeah. Are you, are yeah. You that We're on the second floor? floor, and it is it is chaotic. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a chaotic. I mean, that's a weird bar. It's like 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 heroin punk den on the first level, and then yeah. the top level has like a basketball court, and uh, it's a it's a it's a great bar though. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome bar, man. Um, and then you can follow me at uh, Mark uh, with a C M A R C. Uh, Laval, L-E, V as in Victor, A-L-L-E, uh, on Instagram. There it is. Laval on Instagram. Follow on Instagram, threads, X, the whole thing. Mark Laval. Perfect. (laughs) Thanks for joining us once again. Thank you so much, Mark. And we're back on the Blackout Diaries. That was hilarious. Mark Laval with, uh, an amazing story of not just, uh, (laughs) not just a crackhead fight on the red line. But also cops chasing cops, which was also a fun story that he told. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, so much fun! And with the train, with the uh, 
trains itself, as we were talking about, which is our theme for today, of course, Sean. And um, we were talking about that. There's different, uh, especially with the CTA. We could we could just do an entire CTA episode. Oh, easily. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the CTA conductors we always thought was hilarious. You know, I always say the hardest I ever made someone laugh. But one week in Chicago, I left my jacket on a bus in Chicago, <laughs> and I called the Lost and Found line because <laughs> it was on there. You know, Lost and Found. Yeah, <laughs> <You> sure. <know? laughs> and. Uh, and uh, it was just some lady. I was like, yeah, I know this is a long shot, but is there happened to be a j- I was just on the 77 Belmont bus, you know, in a blue jacket. <laughs> Turn up, you know, I left. I think I was on the Paulina stop or whatever. And she, and I mean, she was like, I had to take the phone away from my ears. She was laughing so hard. Like it was hurting me. <laughs> Yeah, you can come down, take a look. Like we're tracking. That's the lab. hilarious. Yeah, I was like, okay. I was like, okay. You're, I'm like, you're the guys who advertise this number. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you do it just for but a like, lab? Legally, we have to claim there's one. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I one time left my hat on the CTA train, and I just asked the dude. I'm like, if someone were to turn it in, mm-hmm. like, where would it be? He's like, there is no lost and found. I'm like, there's no way that's true. You know? <laughs> I'm like, like well, there's no way. He's true. like, no, the CTA doesn't have a lost and found. I'm like, there's no. I'm like. All right, you right. know what? You've told me everything I need to know about mm-hmm. the likelihood that I'm going to find that. But <laughs> um, yeah, CTA uh, like employees are hilarious. I think they're actually funnier than the passengers, which yeah. is kind of amazing oh, and wow. crazy. I like. I think the one that maybe has given us, you and I, the most combined joy was in 2015. If you remember this legendary conductor, mm-hmm. she fell asleep piloting a blue line train which is our huge 24-hour train that goes up to o'hare and she drove it into the o'hare terminal at top speed breaking the terminal and causing millions of dollars worth of damage nine million injured 30 people luckily no one died injured 30 people and caused nine million in damage yeah (laughs) i remember that story that and i yeah i didn't like uh i I didn't like how she got ostracized for that and got punished for that i thought that was great service if anything you know it's just like it's like when you get in a cab or an uber what airline are you southwest all right well here we go i mean it gets confusing when you get dropped off the blue line you're so far away you don't go you know left and right and then and then it breaks into all kinds of five different like it's not just like terminals you can easily get lost in there so i think she was doing tourists a favor and getting them right to their flight you know if you're listen there's right a little, there there's a little something extra for you if you can get into my flight on time you know you know you tell them to step on it <laughs> Well, what's probably great is like anyone who wasn't like really, really hurt was probably like, well, I do need to catch a fight. Yeah. Just like ran out of there sure. right after that. Oh, know? yeah. No one's Did hanging around, around the right reports or yeah. read, you know, get their side of the story <laughs> in there. You know, if any, you know, they, they probably just interviewed the sax player that hangs out there. And that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> You go up it says here, uh, yeah, she fell asleep, uh, and it actually turned out that this was, I believe, the third time she had been written up for falling asleep. Uh, her quote was, and this is part of an 81-page interview mm-hmm. that was released as part of a 1,600-page um, study by federal officials um, on the safety precautions of the CTA in response to this. But her quote, the engineer's quote was, quote, yeah. I'm not clear as to when I actually dozed off. I was operating normal up until I reached O'Hare Terminal. Now, I was tired. I didn't get any sleep. 
the day before, and I might, I might have, I might have become sleepy. I, I might, I love how she's like a dad who's denying he fell right. asleep while watching a movie. Yeah, yeah. you know, are I, you sleep over there? What? No, no, no I might have dozed off for a second, but I was wide awake. Yeah, <laughs> I'm paying attention. <laughs> Come to think of it, yeah, you know what? I did work a double, and I had, uh, I had my bridge group, and so I, I, yeah, I could have been a little tired there. Thinking back to her stories, that uh, that's what we said. Uh, the, the, one of our favorite quotes we where we heard a CTA employee say, and that's exactly what they said. Like, well, what's the excuse? Like, oh, did you hear about Mike? You know, he got suspended for assault in the passenger. Why? Like, wow, why did he hit him? He's like, you know, working too hard was the answer. We heard them <laughs> overheard him say to each other. <laughs> so that's what it is. You know, working too hard. Hey, you can blame me for driving this train right through O'Hare Airport, or you can uh, crack my shift down, or you can give me my uh, <laughs> personal time that I've been asking for. It's just – and the other thing that's so funny about it is because it's like you have like two two extremes of, of CTA employees, it seems. It's like you have the person who just like hates their job mm-hmm. and like – but they're they're moving these trains. Like they don't care what's going on. But then you have like a lot of times the trains never show up. Like they're struggling with this thing called ghost trains right yeah. now in Chicago where like you'll look on an app and it'll say the train's coming in 15 minutes and it just never shows up and the CTA can't explain why. They're like, we're, we're as baffled as you. Like, we don't know where these trains are. <laughs> right. We don't know what's going on. And it's just always late. And if you compare that culture to – this is a famous uh, incident in Japan, which it was their their worst uh, bullet train crash uh, in modern history. And this is the New York Times headline from April 27th. Yeah, this is this crash was in 2005, and it says in Japan, in Japan crash, time obsession may be a culprit. Mm. Basically, this engineer was running 90 seconds too late, and rather than <laughs> deal with the shame of being 90 seconds late to his final destination, he just gunned it and caused a derailment. <laughs> That's amazing. These quotes, these quotes are amazing. Uh, this is one of his coworkers, a forty-nine-year-old rail worker, who said, "Japanese believe that if they board a train, it'll arrive on time, and they will arrive in time. There is zero flexibility mm-hmm. in our society. People are not flexible. Society is not flexible." Oh my God, that's so funny. And uh, this, <laughs> I didn't add this in the in the beginning of the show when I took when I took the metro train up to Milwaukee from Chicago. First of all, those those train workers in Chicago, the Amtrak workers, are hilarious because they kind of act like they work for the CTA, but they have none of the stress of that. You know, these trains. Yeah, <laughs> the tra- yeah. The trains are leaving. You know, every every hour or every three hours. It's like you know those I mean? cops that are like technically working in Chicago, but they're like DePaul DePaul campus cops or something like that. It's like, come on, you're not you're, right. you're getting all the benefits with none of the actual stress. Exactly, you know? and you can tell they all like got into the sweet gig somehow by knowing someone because they're all just ball busting old Chicago yeah. trade workers. You know, that's all they're doing is just doing ball busting yeah. across the way. And our tra- and my train going there was it was delayed like forty five minutes or something. I'm supposed to leave at one, left like at one forty five, whatever. And people were people were angry. I mean, they're standing because they have them standing in line. There's nowhere to sit. You know, mm-hmm. waiting for the same train. And the guy, and the guy just with a perfect Chicago accent, just kept saying, "It comes when it comes. What can I tell you? What can I tell you?" You know, we're waiting. It's it'll cut. Do you see? Do you see, ma'am? Do you see a train there? I don't know. It comes when it comes. When it comes, you get on it. And that's all he kept saying compared to this guy who's going to be 90 seconds late in Japan. Yeah, exactly. 
Like this guy can't even be bothered to right. look up the status of how late it is, and these guys are ready to like commit suicide if they're ninety seconds late. I mean, it's funny. This that one Japanese uh, railroad worker who was talking about how there's no flexibility. He actually goes on. He kind of sounds like he's sort of pissed off that he can't operate a train in a normal society. He goes, "If you go abroad, you find trains that don't necessarily arrive on time." This disaster was produced by Japanese civilization. <laughs> That's amazing. It's kind of true. You only have yourselves to blame for, for for taking pride in your schedules for for meaning what you say when you when you post a schedule. This is a this is a professor of transportation and industrial psychology at Raiko University in to- Tokyo, Shirahaga. No question about it. There is no other rail system more punctual than Japan's. It's number one in the world for its punctuality and safety. I personally think the Japanese should relax more. <laughs> I, I think that a two to three minute delay is not trouble. <laughs> Right. Well, and they're fans. They're always, they're famous for their subways, right? Where they pack them in like sardines. Where the, 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 yeah, they have those videos. white gloves, and they push yeah. them in, and they yeah. just literally shove them in there and just jam them in, and then they flow out like space. I kind of love it, man. I feel like they do it right there yeah. with their trains. It's great. I well, could live in Japan. <laughs> you like their efficiency? Well, it's definitely a different style than in Europe with their trains. We didn't, we didn't talk about that. Yes. In, the show. in fact, he says that. He said in Europe, six minutes is not even considered late for their train system. <laughs> that uh, right. uh, transportation expert says that. You know, he's like, people get fired for that in Japan. You know, you have to leave town if you you are, uh, pilot a train that's six minutes late. Europe, it's the opposite. Right. And they're the, they're the authors of it. Didn't you? What were you talking about before they have a... Uh, new alcohol policy that got passed yes this is the Eurostar which is one of their bullet trains in Europe okay uh this is um from three this is 2019 this is right before COVID I believe um or no excuse me it's right after COVID uh and people are traveling again Mm -hmm. passengers furious as Eurostar introduces new alcohol restrictions Mm -hmm. CJ this is from Forbes says in the past Eurostar hasn't limited the amount of alcohol that you can carry on board its trains New regulations, however, are causing an outcry because Eurostar started restricting passengers. Now, bear in mind, CJ, you can still buy train, you can still buy alcohol on the train, but you okay. can only walk on with one bottle of wine per person or four bottles cans of beer. Ah, per person. that's preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> so they're still allowing. They still allow four cans of beer or a bottle of wine. And then you can still yeah. buy, and more you can once buy you, on the and train. And you can still purchase, yeah. right? I see. Well, it's more of a money thing. I guess I can see why they're furious, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's just hilarious. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. And people are just livid about this. And I also love, and I don't like how it was announced. I was like, like, how would you have preferred right they now. announced that, it? Sir? That's that that goes back to we've always said that. Even like, you know, like it's it's not that you did it; it's just the way you did it. Yeah. What, in what way do you want? We used to say that about the LeBron James thing. It's not that he went yeah. to Miami; it's the way he. Did. Okay, how 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 do you want to announce it? That's not it's it's not what's upsetting you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's I tell you what, you know what, you write the announcement for us sir right. and we'll do it exactly how you want okay <laughs> write the announcement for us go ahead 
I do like how all these modern alcohol restrictions that are happening in continental Europe are all being blamed on on uh, British yep. tourists lately. Yes, <laughs> it says this is one supporter of the new regulation said, "quote Unfortunately, Brits have a reputation of being pissheads. This, together with their disregard for respecting laws outside of the UK, has probably contributed to the Eurostar's decision. It's unfortunate, but the minority has spoiled it for everyone." <laughs> And you know, I—I I mean, I listen. You don't want to take the airplane alcohol away from them, and and but I do think they're right. And you're and like this goes back to your theories too, of why you need trains in the city. It's the proper way to travel. Yes. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. like you're not in this car. And this is, I mean, drinking. Of course, you do it almost to drink. It's, it's what it, you're supposed to do what, on a train. Absolutely, it's the safest way to travel and drink. We I, should be encouraging this. I like this quote, Mark Smith. Who's a rail expert runs a uh, train company, seat61.com, and he offers advice on how to travel by train. When they changed the rules, uh, when Eurostar changed the rules, he tweeted this as a, as a response of the new regulations. Um, Eurostar has quietly changed its luggage policy, and now no one is allowed on even the small bottle of spirits. As present, for example, no more than one bottle of wine. This is completely unnecessary. Eurostar is a train, in all caps, not a plane. (laughs) (laughs) This is what their experts are saying. This is completely unnecessary. (laughs) Totally agree. Isn't it it crazy how there's something weird about, um, like, maybe man wasn't meant to fly? Right. Because isn't it strange how we can get get as drunk as we want on a train? And we behave ourselves. Yes. But you see these videos of people get too drunk on a plane and they're like like eating seats, attacking people like right. wild it's all animals. It's rage because you're, you're packed in there and you're not yes. allowed to drink. In a train, you can move around. You can do, yes. you can do fun bowling in the aisles if you You can want. move into a new car yeah. and you're like, oh, look at how they got it. It's almost like when you look into you walk into a neighbor's house and the outside's designed right. the same as your outside, but the inside's <laughs> totally different. You're like, oh, wow, look how they're using the space differently in this car. <laughs> You know, yeah. it's like this nice little, little discovery. Right. And if you want to be one of those dullers, we got a quiet car down all the way in the back for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? We won't go down there. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. It's absolutely reckless because you're not worried about any kind of wrecking, too. Like, you'll survive. If there's a crash, like let's yes. say there's a cow on the trails or on the road or something, you're going to survive the crash. You know, <laughs> you're going to win that battle. And I've always said this. There's anyone. And. Because anytime there's a train like stops for that, like oh we got we got to wait for this cow to get off or something like that, like well and everyone's like all right, well let's just have, have you thought about plowing through this thing because uh, <laughs> yeah. anything anyone that's on a railroad track uh, wants to be there, they want to die. Who are we to see you know to play God and wait till they get off the railroad tracks? You know what I mean? Like it's like this is there we're not supposed to have traffic, and if we do have a confrontation, we're a skyscraper with wheels. We're gonna win this thing, so you know, like you know, the, the, the days of like you know, a, a, a villain tying yeah. tying up a woman to the tracks and tweaking his mustache. It's like that. If someone is on the tracks, they want to be there. So who are we to stop? Where are full we steam to ahead, right? Absolutely. Party and full steam ahead. You know what that kind of reminds me of? Maybe maybe we could close on this story rather than my own stories. But I I've never told this story on the podcast. It's one of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, just speaking about how you can't. You, you almost can't raise enough hell yeah. to get thrown off a train. 
One very famous example of the opposite is uh, the greatest 19th century baseball hitter of all time. I've probably mentioned this story to you at one point or another in passing was Big Ed Delante. Okay. He was the first guy yeah, to win yeah. the triple crown. He was uh, leading the league in bat. So long story short, he dies falling over Niagara Falls while leading the league in batting. Like, he, can you imagine? He led baseball and batting average, and then in the offseason, he died going During off. the season. Oh, during he the died season. Going, <laughs> during the season. They were going from Detroit to New York through yeah. Canada, and he, uh, he had a day off. He was actually going to try and negotiate a new contract. So it's during the season he okay. dies going over Niagara Falls. <laughs> What was like, he do you know with? how big of a story that right. would be if the world's greatest athlete today died? Right. <laughs> like, right. like, imagine if Patrick Mahomes yeah. died right. going over Niagara Falls on a barrel on going eight over. Of the NFL. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shohei Otani tried to cross the. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of Niagara Falls deaths back then. Does it? Does it? Is it? Does it just seem achievable? What is with Niagara Falls? Yeah, there was a lot of people who thought you could, you know, survive it, and it was like a big, um, uh, like you could make a lot of money with it. It was like this a weird tourist thing. But he actually was not trying to do this. Okay, he was drunk, and he was thrown off the train while it was crossing Niagara River oh, for I being see. drunk and disorderly. He was raising so much hell, <laughs> and then there was rumors that he had a straight razor out, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. like, "We're gonna, we're gonna kick you off if you don't, um, you know." stop it and I, I guess he was like you know he was a huge dude and he's just scaring everyone like kind of like like if nolan didn't know how to befriend people you know like imagine if <laughs> nolan right, was sure. a violent you, you know mean way, person absolutely. like um <laughs> but so um they throw him off and i guess the dude goes uh like kind of warning him that the cops up there aren't as cool as in detroit he goes <sighs> hey and by the way Remember, you're in Canada, and apparently Ed Delante's last words were, I don't care if I'm in Canada or hell, and then he jumps into the river. <laughs> Another one of the annals of uh, your favorite famous last lines, what people say. <laughs> people I mean, that's say a great that. last right. line. I don't care if I'm in guy. Canada or hell. <laughs> <laughs> I love funny tombstone famous last lines. <laughs> Big Ed Delaney. That's hilarious. Well, uh, all right. Should we wrap it up there? You want to go to your thing CTA said? How long have we Do, been? I don't know if we have time. Right. Do we have time? Uh, Where are we at right now? Let's see here. Uh, we should probably wrap it up, right. I think. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll save that for a different we time. Got we got plenty. Plenty to save, so uh, for sure. This uh, this podcast is never going to run out of CTA stories. You know, <laughs> drinking <laughs> stories and CTA stories are inexhaustible. Absolutely. Um, CJ, what do you got going on lately? Well, I just got back from the road, but heading back out there. I'll be in Salt Lake City in a couple of weeks, uh, August oh. 28th, I believe I'll be out there, at Rumors Comedy Club. I also have other uh, podcast, The Bottom Line Bombs, The Man in the Box. Uh, been doing that um, recently, and um, that's it. Just follow me on the uh, Instagram, CJ Salt Mistaken, for all that. Nice, and we always have our live show, 10 p.m. Friday at the Lincoln Lodge every week. Um, so get tickets for that online. Uh, you can also get my book online, Places I Can't Return To, mm -hmm. at SeanBearFlannery.com or wherever books are sold online. Thank you again for listening. Thank you, Mark Lavelle, for coming in. Check yes. him out. And don't forget to leave a five-star review for this show right yep. here in a review. Whatever, stars, whatever. And share it with 50,000 of your friends, of course. But uh, yeah, leave the reviews. Get the algorithms going. 
Go from Twitter to X. I didn't forget to ask you about that. That's hilarious too. That. that <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> just free. Just fuck it. Hail Mary. Why not? <laughs> I'm doing it. I love it. I got the domain. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, but yeah. So share, review, rate all that, and those were all pods are told.